With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hot! Hot! Broadcasting live from Florida's capital city, this is the Jeff Cameron Show. Brought to you by Orange Theory Fitness on Real Talk 93.3. Now, stop what you're doing and listen closely. It's time for the Jeff Cameron Show in five... Four, three, two, one. To Jeff Cameron Show 93.3 Real Talk Radio War Chant TV. Good to be with you. Thanks for being with us. Happy Balls McWednesday. Hopefully you had a good fourth. Happy belated fourth. Although, I, admittedly, I'm always ready to get beyond the 4th of July, not because of any sort of ill will about the 4th of July. Just, you know, neighborhood people act like idiots. And it's also getting closer and closer to a time where football starts. And I always use this as a signifier that we're moving towards something and something great, as in Florida State football, and that's a good thing. I don't know if you read Ira Chaffel's piece on Warchant.com regarding Destin Hill. He'll join us, I think, later this hour. I have to, we have to check out his. No, actually, no, no, it's Wednesday. You don't have to. <laughs> Director Matthew had that look like what? What are we doing? I was feeling like it's Monday. How many people feel like it's Monday? Yeah, it's not. It's Wednesday. You can look at it two ways. You're pissed that you had to go back to work. And that you didn't have another day off, or you could be like, hey, it's all right. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. It's quick. It's easy. Anyhow, his piece on Destin Hill, and this is funny because it kind of goes into where, so David Johnson, the uh, running backs coach and recruiting coordinator, uh, who was his primary recruiter, uh, talked about how Destin has said several times that, you know, he, he wants to be on the field, like now, he wants to be on the field right now. And when he got here, I commented that right off the bat, hey, look, it's good to see he exists, good to see that he's here. Good to see that uh, us sticking with him or the coaches sticking with him may have, in fact, paid off here as this is a kid that has explosiveness that's not uh, you know, not littered throughout the roster. It's a different kind of speed. Um, at the time that you know Florida State recruited this kid, he was considered a top 20 receiver in the country, a huge prospect out of the state of Louisiana, a NOLA kid coming in here at that speed, that size. We thought, okay, that would be great. Well, then you know, all that time went by. And just at some point, just because if you look at recruits and recruiting history, you know, you wait this long on a guy, generally speaking, they're not coming. You're not getting them. It's not going to work. But 
when he arrived, I commented commented that he looked like he was in game shape. Now, he's a young guy, so I didn't expect that he would be slovenly showing up fat and you know out of shape. But I, I didn't think that he'd look like he was on the cusp of, of competing. But that that he you know that he is trained to that end and has continued to work in order to get on the field is exciting. And everything you hear when you watch players, remember last week we showed the Trey Benson reaction when he was asked about Destin Hill and the look on his, you know, we always joke game recognizing game. When he, the look on his face, sort of the, oh, guys know, players know more than, better than anybody. When you're out on the field working out and you see a guy who has that kind of explosiveness, who has that kind of quick twitch, or you're in the weight room and you see somebody doing something freakish or both, you you pretty much, okay, this guy's different. And that's the sense that we've had since he's arrived from players. Now, I haven't seen him. I mean, I can go back and look at those high school tapes, all that, but I've not seen him out there, and we will get that opportunity soon enough. And I'm really looking forward to it because when you talk about the things that can happen that push you over the top beyond what your projections are, a lot of things have to go well. You got to stay healthy. First and foremost, you got to be a healthy team. You got to have guys that you're depending on on the field. So it would start with quarterback. That's a given. Your game changers, the guys that can dictate terms, whether that's a Trey Benson at running back, that's a Johnny Wilson at wide receiver. They all got to be right. You got to have the emergence of uh, Shaheen Brown at safety, a kid who we think has all the tools to be very, very good, who when you got a glimpse of him last year saw that he was on the field during important situations and you know he's capable, but he's got to take that role now. It's on him. He's the guy. And he was not completely healthy in camp. He gutted it out. He worked through the day-to-day, but he wasn't always healthy. So we didn't see the explosiveness that we were waiting to see and sort of the big plays being made by him that I think he's capable of. But things like that have to round into form. You go out and you get a Fintrell Cypress and you bring him over from Virginia. If he is truly kind of a lockdown corner, then you find yourself in a position now with a good corner of Renardo Green, a difference maker at safety, perhaps one of the ACC's best at the other corner. You know, you're not going to be elite at linebacker, which is going to get me to that prediction which came true in just a moment. But, you know, you don't have to be. The modern game doesn't really require it. Unfortunately, the role of linebackers, certainly the number of linebackers you have on the field at any given time, has diminished with the modern offenses and the styles that spread you out and play fast. And so you're kind of like, all right, well, the weakness on the team is something that can kind of be disguised, but also if all the other things are right, it'll be good. It'll be good enough. And then there is the stuff that you're not able to predict, that you're not able to project. You have no real way of knowing that if that goes right, it catapults you into another realm. It takes you up a notch that you're not predicting now. We can all predict that Florida State's offense is going to be very, very good this year. As we sit here today, just naming the personnel, talking about the depth, knowing what you have returning, and also the experience and talents that you have at quarterback. Then you think about the combination of Mike Norvell and Alex Atkins, game planning, calling plays, 
this offense is going to be put in a position to succeed a lot. They're going to put up big numbers. Defensively is where we're turning our attention and wondering, can they take a big step forward? But where you don't, you know, we don't know, is Winston Wright all the way back? Is Destin Hill going to get on the field this year? How much better does Keon Coleman make this receiving core? I th- I've got to guess. I mean, I think he's a, a, an important piece to what Florida State's going to do offensively, but we haven't seen him play in the Garnet and Gold. And then you have those tight ends. Which just, again, every time we have the conversation and we talk out loud about what this team can be, if I go down the list and then I think about the depth of those positions and the talent at those positions, and if all these guys are able to give it a go right here, right now, day one. If Destin Hill is helping you in special teams, you know, we're, we've talked a little bit about what you've lost, what you don't have in, in Micah Pittman, right? That, that, to me, is less of a loss in the receiving core and more of a loss in the punt return game. Not that he was a game changer. I mean, th- th- this isn't, you know, we're not talking about Deion Sanders in the return game, but we are, we are talking about a guy that was consistently good. He was going to catch the ball. He was going to give you a little something, and you weren't going to lose a ton of field position and a ton of yardage because you didn't have guys who could track a football and run up and make a catch or that didn't have the intestinal fortitude to do so, or both. That's not the problem anymore. You're not going to have that, but now we're worried about it again. So does Destin Hill help you there? Is he a guy that immediately gets on the field there? So, you know, in within that article that I'm referencing that you can read at warchant.com, I read the following excerpt as written by Irish Chappelle. But what has seemingly impressed Hill's new teammates and coaches the most has been his desire to improve and his competitive spirit. Quote, this kid was determined to be here. And when he got here, he's just taken it to the next level. Everybody in the building is happy with his attitude and what type of kid he is. Jordan Travis, who met with the media last week, said he's a great kid, always has a smile on his face, comes ready to work. Coach Mike Norvell recruits guys that are ready to work. You can't come here and not be ready to grind every single day. Pretty cool. Talk about the the rest of a two-year layoff. Coach Johnson said it's concern early on, but he's back in the flow of things, catching footballs, catching punts, catching kickoffs. He's enjoying it all. He's embraced it all. One thing they do in the weight room with Coach Storms is they push him. We push him outside of practice. He's embraced all of it, and that's what you want. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see. You know, I I don't know that um, we have any expectation – that Destin Hill is going to come in here and and you know light the world on fire in year one, but there's a legitimate chance that he impacts this team in a very positive way and adds to what has already been a huge improvement in the receiving core. You know, you brought in a Keon Coleman. We already know what Johnny Wilson is, and then all day Dre had a great spring. Now we just continue to add pieces over and over and over again. As for Brian Courtney, a player that I said, I don't know, over a year ago, 
I thought might be better suited at linebacker. Look, I'm not going to pretend to know the kinds of conversations the coaches had with him when they were recruiting him out of Virginia. Because if you watch the huddle tape of him, and if you've been out of practice, and I have, then you see the speed and the athleticism. He's a very good athlete. Okay, so you could tell that right off the bat. But one of the reasons, somebody asked me over the weekend, why did you say that? Why did you think that? Well, I've been disappointed. I'm going to start with the truth. Uh, I've been very disappointed with um, a a lack of depth of talent at linebacker. So I I thought we needed the help, okay? Let's just start there. I thought we, we could use another good athlete within that segment group. But then when you looked at him off the edge where he was playing defensive end, or they lined him up as a defensive end at times at Virginia. Look at his pursuit. Look at his sideline to sideline pursuit. Look at his foot speed. Look at his athleticism. He 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 played with a with a nastiness on defense. Like it wasn't a just a great athlete who was an offensive weapon who's lighted it up. You know, a lot of you know, when you when you're a really good athlete, okay, if you're one of these elite athletes in high school, I don't care the sport, whatever sport it is, like let's say you're a an elite athlete in baseball and you're in high school. A lot of times you're a shortstop or a pitcher or both. Like they just put you wherever they need you. You can do it all because your athleticism is better than everybody else's on the field. And that's true of football too. You'll see guys that play both ways in high school. They're the fastest guy on the field. They can make every play. But sometimes when you see a player who's lighting it up on offense, whether he's a receiver or a quarterback, when they put him on defense, he doesn't play with the mentality that you want to see a defender play with. He's not nasty. He's just fast. So he's able to make a play on the football. He can read. Maybe he's got good instincts. He's got great feet. Turn his hips, get in your pocket, and go. He can do those kinds of things. But he's not nasty. He's not coming up ready to lay the lumber. He doesn't tackle well. He's just in the way. That's Sometimes that's the way it is when you see really good athletes that play both sides of the ball. There is clearly a side that they excel at, and the other thing is just something that they do because they're needed. But when you watch Brian Courtney's tape, you could see that that was a kid that when he played defense, he played defense. Got after the quarterback, was a guy that could also track down running backs and receivers from the other side of the field. And when he hits you, he had a little something for you. And so that's why I made the comment that maybe he could be switched to linebacker. I'd like to see it. And then the fellas, you know, we were all having fun with it. They made fun of me. And I continued to double down. It wasn't completely uneducated. I mean, if you go watch the huddle, you could see it. And it happened. And yeah, it makes me smile. And yeah, I'm bragging about it. But in truth, if we're just talking about pragmatically, what does it mean? You know, I don't know how quickly he can trans, you know, translate. I don't know how quickly it, it happens uh, to where he has an impact on the field. Like this year? Like could it happen this year? Maybe one of the things that I think, that what I really want to look at, all right, when we get out there, when this camp starts, all right, so I patted myself on the back and now here we go. Let's move, let's move here, all right? Let's, let's go to this part of it. I didn't say it because I thought I just wanted depth. I said it because I thought he could play. What will help determine that will be, can he cover? Can he cover? Does he have coverage skills? 
that that's what I want to see when we start back. I mean, he did obviously in high school he could, but I, I want to see what what that looks like and how quickly he's able to get back to doing those kinds of things. I mean, he could just be a specialist. He could just be a guy that you use in uh, situations where you want to get after the passer. But he's a good size for a linebacker, and he's got good feet, pursued well, and had a little something to him when he tackled. So knock on wood that it happens. We'll see. Uh, I'm pumped to watch that transition. He's a hard worker, a really hard worker as evidenced by all the times that I would see him staying after practice doing extra, okay? So if you have that in you, if you have that in you uh, and you're the requisite size and you're also athletic and he is check, check, check on those lists, well then yeah, man, why not? That's the next big step in, in watching this defense grow, right? Now you can be multiple on defense, I'm not saying because of Brian Courtney. I'm saying that like you've got talent up front now. You can give different looks. You can disguise. You can do different things. Your linebackers ought to be clean. They ought to be able to run free now. That'll make even average linebackers look really good. If you get what, you know, you think about the depth of size and interior strength there with this defensive line and then the two studs you have coming off the edge. And if these linebackers are able to play clean. Now, these listen, football's war of attrition, as they say. We know it's true. Guys are going to go down. They're going to miss time. And this is where I watch Florida State in the, in the transformation process. I watch where we're headed. The reason I said, and there are those that disagree, and that's fine. It'll all play out. We'll see it soon enough. The reason I said I thought Florida State was absolutely a contender to win the conference, thus would be a contender to go to the college football playoff, okay, um, then, all right, well, if you're that, you're that close to being elite. Where I stopped short is I didn't put them, I didn't put them, I didn't phrase it in a way that I thought they were capable of winning the national championship. Somebody might say, well, wait a minute, if you get to the final four teams, you're capable. Well, TCU got there. I didn't really think they were capable of winning the national championship. I was surprised when they beat Michigan, not stunned because, you know, I roll my eyes at Michigan a little bit. But we saw the difference in size and speed and strength and depth when they got in front of Georgia. That got shut down real quick. That got ugly. That got kind of a, I don't know, it got sad where you just watched the play begin and end and you'd go, oh, no, there's too much violence, too much size, too much speed, too much talent on the other side. Ultimately, we want to get to that place. We want to be spoken about the way that the 2013 team was spoken about. And where I put Florida State at now is not that. It's not that. You need a couple more cycles of guys and elite players to where you're really not looking at segment groups going, well, we can disguise this. No team is without weakness. It's all relative, though. Is that weakness because you don't have, you're not three deep with five stars at linebacker or uh, defensive tackle? You're just too deep? <laughs> you know, is that, that's where you want to get to. But I think it's a good move, legitimately. Seriously talking, I think it's a good move uh, for Brian Courtney, and I hope he likes it. I hope he, uh, I mean, obviously he's a good kid. He'll he'll embrace it. I don't know that he has a choice. You think about what they've recruited a tight end. 
what's coming, what's already here, when they brought in Bell and Morlock, and then Biscuit's already in place, and Biscuit's good, guys. So, you know, you got those three guys that are going to eat up the lion's share of snaps, and then you got to figure how much time was Brian Courtney going to get? How much was he really going to get there? He could do you, I think, better, more, more, uh, he could be a more impactful player, excuse me, at linebacker than, than, than at tight end. It's Jeff Cameron, show 93.3, Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back guaranteed because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to make your car the mvp and bring home huge wins keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply Are you hungry? Go see my friends over at Zaxby's. If you're in Tallahassee, you say, where, where, where are the Zaxby's, Jeff? They're everywhere, guys. There's like, uh, I think there's, what did I say last week, 46? I think it was 109. 109 Zaxby's. They're everywhere. Uh, good news on Zaxby's, by the way. Uh, still kicking ass. That chicken sandwich. Giant. Split top bun, thick cut pickles, Zach sauce, Seminole boosters for over 18 years, die hard, Zaxby's deliciousness. Get after it. Georgia plus 220, Alabama plus 600, Ohio State plus 700, Michigan plus 900, LSU 1200, Southern Cal 1400, Clemson and Florida State plus 1800 to win your national championship. There's a lot of uh, props that you can – we will have to do a show solely dedicated to uh, to that. Good job, Noel Dad. Had wings from Zaxby's yesterday, he says. Mm-hmm. Matt C., thanks for listening over in Iceland. I appreciate it. I am, however, going to ask that you refrain from telling me that it was 48 there yesterday. Nice. I nearly died of heat stroke last week. Played a round of golf at 2.20 in the afternoon. And you might say, what dumbass schedules a tee time for 2.20? I didn't schedule it. I was merely included. It was a family event. I wasn't going to say no. I thoroughly enjoyed it. But here's how I found out that I almost died. The next morning, we did a brunch. During that brunch, I get told, hey, the kids want to play basketball. Let's go out and play. Okay. So we're playing around, having a good time. My son asks that I do a reverse layup. He's doing this spinning to do thing. I'm like, sure. My pride 
is not going to allow for that. I'll do it. I can easily do it. And I do it. Upon landing, both calves, whoa, lock it up. Both of them. I could feel them roll up my leg. I thought I was dead, Matthew. Thought I was dead. Fell into the yard like an ass. Thought my knees were gone. I thought it was all over. But it was just my muscles saying, hey, man, we are depleted. We were outside for four and a half hours yesterday. And, you know, you have the post-round beer, which is not a good idea. Maybe that becomes two instead of water. I thought I had drank enough water. Clearly, I had not. And my calves let me know on that reverse layup, you have not, sir. The kids did laugh, Zyler. They all laughed. Everybody laughed at me. Once they thought that I didn't have, you know, once they realized I hadn't blown an ACL, I said some words that my neighbor, so I don't know if I've ever told you this, guys. My neighbor is a pastor. This is the same neighbor that has seen me do some crazy things and heard me say some things. Like when it's cool weather and nice outside, we talk about that 85-inch television. I get that crosswind going in the Florida room where I open up both doors. Maybe that's a crucial fourth and one that wasn't converted. And maybe your host says a little thing and then realizes immediately, ooh, wonder if he's out. Oh, he is outside. Okay. All right. So that can happen. But this was one of those where I think he would have forgiven as both the calves just locked it up on me and I was rolling around. I had to, you know, that's when you find out you can, uh, you can stretch better than you realized. I was able to lean forward, grab both toes, both, both, you know, for both feet, the tips of my toes, and pull back instantly. I didn't even know I could do that, laying on the ground with the greatest of ease. Yeah, I do. I got to figure it out, man. That's the number one thing about aging, cramps, just cramps all the time. Cramping, no reason. Walking around, oh, look at that, my right ass cheek is cramping. No idea. I think I just operate at a complete deficit at all times. My passion for coffee and love of beer, I really think that's what happens. It's, it's, it's like the combination of those two things guarantee that at any given time, I could have had 47 cups of water. Makes no difference because I'm trying to undo years of uh, caffeination and... <laughs> In beer, and it's just the body's like, no, man, we're never all right here. Stop doing all that stuff. But it was, uh, you know, calves are still sore, still sore. But we ended up having a water balloon fight, and that brings me to the second part. Still got it. I'll whoop your ass in a water balloon fight. I'm firing bullets off of faces. My youngest son was so mad at me by the time we got done with that game. We had kind of a capture-the-flag game going where you had the football in the middle of the yard. We had three family members on one side of the yard, three family members on the other side of the yard. The kind of fun and games we got going on at the Cameron household during the uh, holiday weekend. And, uh, and then here you go, right? So you got three on three, and then big old buckets full of water balloons, hundreds for each side. Now, you're only allowed to take three per person, and you had to run and go touch the tree. 
Then you go to the middle to try to grab the football and bring it back to base. They had to go run and touch the basketball goal. Then they can run to the middle. It's equidistant. Here we go. Let's get it on. This is post-cramps, Matthew. You think I'm going to miss out on a water balloon fight? Hell no. So, you know, I don't hit my kids. I've never hit my kids. There's a lot of pent-up frustration. Here's the opportunity. All the times. (laughs) So we, oh, we got it on. And Clark was bold. Clark was bold. He wanted to effort. (laughs) Well done if you're in the uh, chat. Once you're hit, you got to go back to base. So you're kind of frozen. It's like paintball. So you can't just stand there after you've been hit and keep throwing. You're done. You got to go back to where you get the water. You're you're effectively out of the game. Somebody's going to win the football before you get a chance to get back in the game. And so I was just sniper. Just take the first throw of the game right off of Clark's testicles. Just a bam. He knew it was go time. So then round two, hit him dead in the face. I like how Clark's immediate thought is, man, I know dad did that on purpose. (laughs) Dad's got his A game today. Yeah. Oh, I was bringing it. Now, I never got in trouble, but I did hit my wife in the gut. She was on the other team, and it was close range fire. She missed. She's not accurate enough is what I told her later. She had a shot. She had an opportunity. She's like, Matthew, she's, I mean, five yards, six yards from me. I didn't see her. She was a sneak. She's coming up on the left side. I'm concentrated on Bryce and Clark. And my nephew, Carter, who's athletic. So I'm like, okay, these are the three, these are the people I got a problem with, right? I got to really know what I'm doing here. She sneaks up to the left side. My peripheral vision alerts me, hey, green shirt. A turn, I see it's her. It startles her. She throws the balloon, but out of fear, not like with conviction the way you would when you're there to win the game. She threw limp-wristed and soft. It sailed way wide, and I had the opportunity. And she was just aghast that I would take it. Fired it. Bam! Right off the gut. She went, ah! The way that women do. And later on, and I felt bad later on because she goes, you know, you created a welt. I said, you know, it's water balloon. What do you, you know? What do you want me to do? I, I can't just toss it. So I got to break it. But there was a welt. There was a whole thing there. Kind of, I, you know, what are you going to do? Got her good, though. Got her good. Got Clark at least five times. He almost wanted to quit. Wanted to quit. I love when kids are at an age where they can't handle the emotion. They can't handle losing. They don't know what to do. Because I don't let my kids win anything ever if I can help it. Now my oldest is good enough to just beat me now. But when you have that opportunity, you don't let anybody win. You know, you got you to gotta do what you got to do. And we were getting after it. it was, but you can still showcase the laser-like focus in the throwing motion. It's important. Oh, final report on the water balloon. 
Water balloon fights have always been great. They've always been fun, and they still are. I would encourage all families as a form of getting it off your chest to have a monthly or bi-monthly, perhaps, water balloon fight. Get it set up. Let everybody get after it. You're allowed to throw as hard as you want. It's a water balloon. Buck up, soldier. It can sting. It can sting. Catch you in the lower back. It can sting. It's all right. Let you know you're getting in it. It's the action that you want. Jeff Cambridge Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chat TV. Standing on the corner with a nickel or a dime, there used to be a rail car to take you down the line. Too much beer and whiskey to ever be employed. Jeff Cameron's show on a Balls Big Wednesday. Good to have you on board. Good to have you along. We're at that time, man. This is the. Oh, yeah, that's right. The All-Star game is coming up where everybody gets nervous. Quick look at the American League East will tell you that the Rays have a 99% chance of making the playoffs as they sit at 57-31. and 31. That'll work. By the way, did you know that uh, just looking at sheer traditional numbers, did you know that uh, Wander Franco is hitting 286, 10 homers, 27 steals, 43 RBIs, 47 runs? But he leads the American League in uh, B-War because he's been one of the best defensive players in baseball. Baltimore, Irash Fells Orioles are 49-35. and 35. 50-50. 50-50 on the playoffs. The Yankees are 48-38, 75% chance to continue their playoff trend. They somehow tread water with Aaron Judge. It's you know it's funny, all of the numbers uh, with Judge out of the lineup suggest that they're just a below average team. When he's in the lineup, okay, that's where you look at a guy, you know, Matthew, and you're like, well, that guy, that that's kind of that doesn't just lengthen the lineup; it changes the game. Toronto is forty six and forty. Bo Bichette, Lakewood High School, pimp. Um, man, those guys should always make the playoffs. You've got Bichette and Vladdy and Chapman and Springer. Like, how the hell are you not making the playoffs, right? Boston's at 500. Who, if I told you before the season Boston was going to be at 500, you'd be like, oh, okay, well, that's, you know, that's decent. But what if I turned around and told you they're at 500 and you have sale 60 day DIL? Corey Kluber, 15-day IL. Garrett Whitlock, 15-day IL. James Paxson, 40-man. Like, we go on and on. Like, you would. How? How is it possible? Central's weird. Bunch of teams that, you know, the Twins are one game above 500, have a 66% chance to make the playoffs. Then it's 42-43 and Cleveland. Detroit's 10 games under 500. The Sox are 13 games under 500. And the Royals are a robust 25-61. and That'd be a 0% chance of making the playoffs. The West has Texas at 51-35. and How many of you knew Texas was 51-35? and 
The Astros are 48 and 38, 10 games above. They'll make it. Angels 45 and 43, and they're gone. All the players got hurt, <laughs> including Shohei Atani and Mike Trout. Oh, Shohei got hurt? Yeah. I saw Trout went on the IL. Yeah. But I think this is a sort of, all right, well, let's wait and see till after the. I mean, Shohei's got a blister. Mike Trout's out for the foreseeable future. Anthony Rendon hurt again. Always hurt. So, I don't know. I You know, baseball needs that team to make the playoffs. Baseball needs the Angels to make the playoffs. The Mariners are 42-42. and 42. Uh, Kind of a fun team. And that one-two pitching combo with Castillo and Kirby is good. I find myself watching Seattle. Do you? Oh, yeah. I yeah. kind of like watching them play. Yeah, I love uh, I love Rodriguez, love Kalenic. Yeah, they're a good team. The A's are twenty four and sixty three. The campaign for baseball. I'll do National League tomorrow for you. The campaign for baseball before the season and the effort to speed up the game and the pitch clock and what would happen. Nobody talks about the pitch timer. It doesn't, it's not a thing. It has been, remember when players were like, it's not going to work, there are going to be problems. It has been a raging success. The games are a little over a half an hour quicker on a nightly basis. The action is up. You have increased stolen bases. The games are shorter, and the action is up. How could that be a bad thing? It's not. Attendance is up. Man, Rob Manfred may be a dumbass, but he stumbled into a good run here this year. Baseball is winning. The numbers, the ratings, attendance, the product itself, the games are more enjoyable. Everything we're seeing in baseball right now is good. It's good. It just kind of makes you angry to think they didn't do it sooner. A lot of these rules were on the books anyhow, not correctly informed or you know implemented. This time, out of desperation, they decided, we're going to do it. We're going to do it. We're, we're seriously going to do it. I saw something over the weekend. I don't know if you saw the clip, and I don't know where it was from. It's a, a minor league game or an exhibition game, some sort of game, in which the system was in place for the umpires. A player could challenge ball strike. A player could instantly challenge ball strike like you do in tennis when the ball is in or out. Split second, though, the key to that whole thing is we don't want to review after every pitch, of course. And I think you would have rules about the number of times you could do it without question. But, Matthew, the way it worked was there was an outside fastball, the camera was behind the plate, I'm watching this replay, i got to figure out where it was, maybe I'll bring it up tomorrow. Ball is about a good two inches off the plate. Guy misses the call, just straight up misses the call. Umpire says, strike one. It's clearly not a strike. Hitter doesn't freak out, turns, taps the top of his head twice as an indicator that he wants to challenge. The computer screen is set up. They can instantly see where the ball was located, the depth, the width, all of it. They've got everything they need. Umpire turns to the person that's directly behind them that looks at it to get a ruling. So the guy taps the top of his head. I mean, it's instantaneous. Strike one, guy backs out of the box, goes, no, no, taps his head. Umpire turns around, gets the signal and says, you're right, ball one, pitch. 
It happened that quick. And that's a system where you would keep the umpire in play. You could challenge ball strike. I don't know what that specific rule is going to be, but what I am talking about is they've got it to where it is efficient. Because nobody wants to sit around and watch this turn into a review like in football or basketball with fouls and the degrees to which we've now let fouls be called. It's obs- it's obscene. I love the NBA. I-, I-, I think the product is great right now, better than it's been in years. The quality of play on a nightly basis in the NBA is awesome. A lot of you don't watch it. I understand we're not in the NBA season. But this past year was awesome. You have more elite scorers and elite offensive players than ever before. The athleticism and length and size, it's, it's unbelievable. But that said, the one thing that tears it down over and over and over again is the review process. Man, you go back and watch, and I'm not saying everything needs to be the way that it was, but go back and watch a, a playoff game from the 90s, a regular season game from the 90s. A guy goes to the hole, he gets fouled hard, the whistle's blown, he's fouled, he gets up, he goes to the free throw line. We're done talking here. If I if I deem that you tried to hurt him, you clothesline a guy, you do something flagrant, I'm calling a flagrant, there's a chance you could be thrown out, there's a chance there's a technical... But we're not reviewing everything to the nth degree to find out what kind of a flagrant, what kind of a foul. Just, it's a foul, it's not a foul. It was malicious, it wasn't malicious. We're done here. We're done. If baseball gets to a place where, hey man, you missed the hell out of that one. I get it, it's hard, ball's moving fast, we miss calls occasionally, you missed that one. All right, look, yep, I did. Sorry, ball one. If we get it that quick, let's go. Because I don't want to, I don't want to see them do something that takes away from the progress they've made this year in terms of times of games. And it also, it also removes another talking point against, or that would take away from a great game like terrible officiating. Like if Angel Hernandez is out here, you just take him out of the picture completely. Yeah, completely. That's right. And he doesn't. Yeah, his authority is usurped. Correct. That is correct. Take him out completely. Be done with it. I agree with you. Chef Cameron Show will come back, wrap it up momentarily. 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. You don't have to be Yeah, man. I found the clip and I gave it to Director Matthew. You'll have to post that tomorrow or something. We'll show everybody how it works. You have it ready? Okay. Oh, you do? No, I'll have to do yeah. it tomorrow. Yeah, do it for tomorrow. It's really cool. It it takes two seconds. Uh, know that when you see it, you'll see why they can keep the umpire for other reasons. And it's not even, it's not a thing where you're like, oh, well, it demeans them. It's understood that it's a tough task. Now, I, I, all the other stuff, the personality-laden stuff where guys get all upset that you question them, yeah, that, that's got to go. But it is, um, it's really neat to see how it is um, this system worked. We'll tap the head. Got it? Yep. 
turned it around just like that. Boom. Just like that. And I think that's the future. Speaking of, that's a little tub talk. Folks at Pinch a Penny, they make it easy right now to get that hot tub that you've always wanted, spa you've always been thinking about. Get discounts and rebates up to $5,000 off, 0% financing for 60 months. There it is. You could be in that bad boy for as little as $99 a month with installation and hot tub covers included. Thanks to our friends at Pinch a Penny on Greer Street. It's a massive showroom. Fun to go into. Take a look around, man. 12,000 square feet of tubs everywhere you look. Get all the answers you may have ever wanted about owning a new hot tub or spa. Pinch a penny, Greer Street, just off of Capitol Circle. Segway nicely into some probables here. Before I do it, want to remind you that Power Mill Summer Camp's going on right now. Softball, baseball, you name it. Check it out on their website, powermillsports.com. Cue it up. Let's go. Let's ride. It's time for, how you say, with the pitching, uh, probables? Houston leads the Rockies one to nothing. J.P. France on the bump for the Astros. Chase Anderson for the Rockies. A's, Tigers, Ken Waldachuk, Eduardo Rodriguez. Phillies, Rays, Tawan Walker, Zach Littell. Cardinals, Marlins, Matthew Liberarte. Brian Hoyne. Reds, Nationals, Graham Ashcroft, Josiah Gray. Orioles, Yankees tonight. Let's go Birds, Dean Creamer, Randy Vasquez. We got Rangers and Red Sox, John Gray, Brian Bello. Braves, Guardians. Should be an easy win for the Bravos. Michael Sirocco, maybe not. Cal Quantrill goes for the Guardians. Royals, Twins, Alec Marsh, Pablo Lopez. Blue Jays, White Sox, Jose Barrios, Lance Lynn. Cubs, Brewers, Justin Steele, Adrian Hauser. Angels, Padres. Patrick Sandoval, Seth Lugo, Mariners, Giants, Tommy Maloney. Hey, Alex Cobb, Mets, D-backs, Senga Time, and Tommy Henry. Finally, the Buccos tonight trying to win the series from the Dodgers for the second time this year. Osvaldo Beto goes for the Buccos. Bobby Miller for the Dodgers. That is a look at those that shall reside on the bump. And with that, I give you all a big hug and say peace. Great job, Director Matthew. Be well. We'll be back with you tomorrow. Let's do it proper. Peace.